Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We're getting closer, about 20 hours away from what could be, what should be, what will be one of the great football games of the entire 2023 calendar year. And uh, dare I say, there's a lot of opportunities here for this to be one of the most unforgettable games in the 122-year history of the fierce rivalry between Montana and Montana State. Bobcats in Missoula tomorrow, high noon kickoff. Cats are ranked fourth in the country. Grizz are ranked third in the country. This one's for all the marbles, and quite literally, I mean it, all the marbles. An outright Big Sky Conference championship is on the line. I'm Colter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're going to talk plenty of rivalry today. We have Chase Reynolds, former Grizz running back, in studio with us at 430. So looking forward to have Chase in the seat with me. Uh, it's been a minute. He has been to our new studio, so... And we've been over here for several years, so um, that'll be fun to have Chase, uh, a Drummond, Montana product, and a guy who went on to play six years in the NFL. And, uh, oh, by the way, still to this day, the all-time leading rusher and uh, one of the all-time leading touchdown scorers in the history of Grizz football. So that's 4.30. By 30, caught up earlier today with Travis Lulez, Bobcat legend, one of the great quarterbacks in Big Sky Conference history. And uh, a guy who played professionally for more than a decade between his time in the NFL and the CFL. So he will uh, sit with us in hour number two. We're also going to go all the way around the world of sports. Talk some high school football. I sat down with a couple of guys from the um, the Class AA Facebook page. This is a little interesting. These guys, um, yeah, there's a lot of different things about, about it. But they do have, they have a big audience and they are, have a lot of passion for 
um, covering high school football in the state of Montana. They got a lot of great knowledge about it as well. So Nate Dolan, who's a friend of the show, uh, who pr- provides us with a great many of our swag, our gear, our clothes that we wear here at ESPN Radio. Uh, he's one of them, Tyler Smith, the other one. And uh, so I sat down with those guys, did about a 45-minute Facebook Live this morning to preview the Class AA State Championship game. We're going to play just a little bit of that conversation, an excerpt uh, about Glacier versus uh, Bozeman. We also are going to talk some Grizz hoops because they played last night, second time in a week. We haven't even touched on their nice win over UC Davis on Sunday, but also uh, not so great of a loss last night uh, against North Dakota State. So we'll hear from Travis Takir, the head coach, uh, of the Montana men's basketball team. And oh, by the way, one thing that's gotten completely overshadowed this week, the Montana State cross-country team is heading to the national cross-country meet. So this has been sort of quietly a really impressive story. The Bobcats headed to the national meet for the third time in their history, second year in a row, though. So it shows you the strides that they've made. And we talk a lot about the momentum of, of universities and the momentum of that particular university at Montana State. And a lot of times we're talking, you know, the great progress that they've made in women's basketball, the great progress that they've made in men's basketball. Uh, of course, the the great run they've been on in the last four years in football. Well, sneakily, quietly, actually, the program that maybe has made the most waves is the cross-country team. Why do I say that? Well, who's the most dominant program in any sport in the Big Sky Conference? It's Northern Arizona's cross-country and distance running team on the men's side. It's not close. They are the number one team in the country. They've won national championships like five out of the last six years. They are not only the best in the big sky, they're the best in the country. So to be even in the conversation with NAU, to give the big sky more than just one cross-country team going to the national meet, that's pretty cool. And the fact is, many of the central figures on the MSU cross-country team are Montanans, including their head coach, Lyle Weiss, who hails from Laurel, and their uh, star senior runner, Ben Perrin, who's been outstanding in both track and field and in the uh, in the distance races as well as in cross country. So uh, last week after the Bobcat football game when they beat Eastern Washington, those guys came and sat in the press conference for about 10 minutes, and I have just about three minutes of that uh, to play here on the show just because I, I don't want to gloss over it. I know we're all so interested and, and eager for this rivalry game. But we got to give a little bit of love to some Montanans that are going to go compete on uh, the biggest stage in their sport. And, of course, we'll give you a little reprieve, give you a few laughs. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports will join us here uh, on ESPN Radio as well. Of course, she knows nothing about uh, the Bobcat Grizzly game, but she does know about Draymond Green and his chokeholds, and she does know about Jim Harbaugh and his suspension. So uh, we'll talk about uh, both of those things and some other stuff as well with Carolyn uh, at the top of our number two. So there you go. Happy Rivalry Week, everybody. Happy State Championship Weekend. Uh, if you want to stream the show, you always can. 1029ESPN.com. You can also always listen on the radio, 102.9 FM around Western Montana, as well as statewide television on SWX Montana TV. No ESPN MT app today, uh, only because the Grizz hockey team, they're on the road. They're down in Utah. So when they are uh, on the road, particularly when they're playing during this show, uh, they need the app to uh, broadcast their their games. So they're playing right now. Uh, this, this just started, right? This, this started at 4 p.m. So uh, we'll give you updates as it comes along. I mean, it's been going for five minutes. So I don't know if we have any definitive updates yet, but... If you want to 
Double dip multitask. You can watch some Grizz hockey on the ESPN MT app today and all weekend long. And uh, we'll be back on the app uh, on Monday as well. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. If you need a place to watch the Grizz hockey team today or all weekend, our neighbors, Buffalo Wild Wings, right across the street from us here uh, at Radio Way, uh, at Missoula Broadcasting Company, we're located here right off of North Reserve, right out by Home Depot. Buffalo Wild Wings is our next-door neighbor, and they are streaming Grizz hockey games home and away all season long. So if you want to enjoy some wings, get a burger, maybe have a beer, head on over to Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street from us here uh, at Missoula Broadcasting Company. I went to the Grizz basketball game last night. I worked on our Montana Made story, which, by the way, um, that's up, SkylineSportsMT.com. It's two different installments. I always highlight all of the various young men that will play in the rivalry football game between the Cats and the Grizz. They hail from Montana. And it's fun to break it all down, you know, who's from where, what uh, what towns are most well-represented, how many total towns are represented, how many AA and A and B and C guys are in this game, uh, who has more Montana guys. This year, the Grizz have 47, the Cats have 45, so about almost dead even. Uh, about 60 of these guys are from AA high schools. I think 13 each from Class A and Class B. And then uh, like eight or nine guys from Class C, which is pretty cool. Uh, shows you just the the notion that you can find talent anywhere is, is absolutely true. And Chase Reynolds, who will be our guest here in about 20 minutes, he is also another one of those examples, a guy that played eight-man football that then uh, rose up to become an all-time great at Montana. So uh, I always love when the small-town kids are able to make it. But uh, that that's, those stories are up, SkylineSportsMT.com. So go check those out. I was working on those courtside uh, for most of the, the Grizz-North Dakota State game last night as part of the Mike Montgomery Classic. The Grizz won a nice uh, – they had a nice result against UC Davis on Sunday. UC Davis, I thought, was a, a good team, impressive team, a team that I thought would be certainly competitive, if, if not good, in the Big Sky Conference – and the Grizz handled them. They went led wire to wire on on Sunday, and uh, then UC Davis beat North Dakota State pretty handily. So you're thinking, okay, Grizz beat UC Davis, UC Davis beat North Dakota State. So the Grizz will probably have an upper hand against NDSU. And NDSU, I know a lot of people around the Montana parts hear NDSU, and you think, oh, juggernaut. Well, they have been good in basketball, but lately they haven't been that good. They've played the Grizz quite a bit, and Montana, especially under Travis Secure, has had pretty much unequivocal success against North Dakota State in, in in men's basketball. But last night, not so much. The Grizz didn't shoot it very well. Uh, they looked pretty stagnant on offense. Uh, it was a weird crowd. I mean, it was not that big of a crowd. I, I mean, it's kind of understandable given that it's rivalry week and state championship week and Thanksgiving's next week. All that said, I was really impressed with the Grizz on Sunday. I left the arena thinking, man, this team's, this team's better. Part of that's just because they have familiar faces. Like, covering men's college basketball the last couple of years has been so weird and disorienting because half the time you're watching the game, you're trying to figure out who who the heck everybody is. Well, the Grizz have many familiar faces, whether it's Anand Moody or Brandon Whitney or Deshaun Thomas or Josh Vasquez, uh, Lou Oke, who's, who's a, a, probably the most improved player I've seen for the Grizz in several years. He has gotten way better since a year ago. And then they also have a couple... Fresh-faced newcomers that uh, showed flashes, especially down the stretch last night. Both Money Williams and Chase Henderson were kind of the guys. 
at the end of this game. And, and Montana was down by as many as, I think, 17 points, but they cut it all the way to about six, and they couldn't quite get over the top. So they fall last night to North Dakota State. Uh, here's just about three minutes with Travis Secure, the head coach uh, of the uh, Montana Grizzlies after his team fell to 1-1 one one in Division One games so far this year. Um, when they spread the court like that, I mean, they were playing like five around zero for a little while. How hard is that defensively? Well, they, they played four guards. Uh, they went small to spread us out so they could drive, which opened up a lot of threes because we were rotation quite a bit. So our choice was either match down or try to take advantage of his other end of the floor. And it was working for us for a minute, and, and, and eventually we just we got stagnant, um, and, and, and it really slowed down our pace offensively. And I, I thought we struggled to score offensively because of that. It was like there was a, it was a weird flow to the game, especially like in the middle. Why, why was that? Well, first it was the fouls. Yeah, right. Um, God. You know, every every time uh, it was the same cut over and over where, where the wing would cut back door and then post up. And our guys were, you know, they were trying to fight for position and they, we just continuously got called for fouls. So that put our three two wings on the floor, off, on the bench with two fouls. And. Um, that put them in, on the free throw line. And it's just, they shot way too many free throws early. Um, and, and they were in a bonus and we weren't. So that, that was what slowed the game down. There were so many dead balls. Um, but, but we were stagnant offensively anyway. Just the ebbs and flows of a non-conference. I mean, how do you sort of mediate that? Because you guys have had, you know, Oregon, okay, and then great win on Sunday, and then this one. Well, it's a learning moment. This is, a, this is you know, North Dakota State's a program. We've played a lot. Right. Um, and, you know, we've won a lot. And, you know, they're coming off of a loss or second loss in a row in a tournament. There's only two games in the tournament. There's a level of desperation that they they play with. Right? And um, we didn't match that. And, and you know, we warned the guys, that, look, these guys are going to come out like, a, you know, they're going to ready to fish fight tonight. And if we don't throw the first punch and we're not the more physical basketball team, it's going to be a long night. And we waited until they threw three or four punches and then tried to recover, and we just never did. You got down like 15 or 17 there, but then you went with Money Williams and then put Chase Henderson in too. What did you think of those guys late? I know you didn't rally all the way back, but still pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, Money's going to get a shot off. We just struggled to get shots off, and, and, and Moody was really the only guy that, that was even taking shots for a long stretch. Um, and then Chase is good at generating offense with his speed and getting into paint and finding open guys. And I thought that if we needed our pace to increase, he was going to be the guy to do it, and I, I thought he did a good job of that. We talk about learning moments. What do you hope you guys take from this to turn the page? we got to get better with adversity. You know, it, it, it's... it's it's always going to be easy when you get up on teams to handle the adversity. When you're up 15 and they get two or three scores in a row and you don't score and they cut it to eight and come out of timeout, you just got to make one shot and you're back to double-figure lead. That's easy. When you're down um, and you're trying to fight out of a hole, that's hard. And we got we got to figure out how to do that. Rivalry weeks, what do you think of Saturday? I'm looking to have some fun. Um, <laughs> it'll be the first time I've, I've actually had a chance to go to the game, right. and enjoy the game, and not either have a recruit or be preparing for a game. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching the Grizz win a championship. When was the last time you went to one without any of that other obligations? Not since I've been here. I was a student. <laughs> since you were a student. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Have fun. I'm going to do that. For reference, Travis Secure was a senior in college, I, I believe, 30 years ago. So he has been waiting a long time to go to a uh, rivalry football game between the Cats and the Grizz. Uh, so I hope Coach enjoys himself, even though uh, he's coming off a loss. One other note about this, and then we'll move on to a different sport as we go around the wide world of sports here on Nuanas Now. This last week was a, an invitational. UC Davis and North Dakota State came, and so there was like a three-way round robin. Everybody got to play two games. There was games on Sunday, Tuesday, 
and Thursday. So that's that's good for the mid-majors that have a hard time getting, you know, like opponents. So that's good scheduling. But it was named after Mike Montgomery. Mike Montgomery, of course, was the head coach at Montana from 1980 until 1988. He went on to a great success and fame with his time coaching at Stanford, where he went to multiple Final Fours, the Golden State Warriors, and then Cal. Mike Montgomery helped recruit Travis Takir, but then uh, Travis actually played for Stu Morrill and Blaine Taylor, but then Travis went and worked for uh, Mike Montgomery at Cal. So that's part of the huge coaching tree. And I would actually argue an unprecedented coaching tree for the University of Montana. There's not really any other coaching tree that compares to this one. I mean, Mike Krzyzewski, Bobby Knight, they both have pretty impressive coaching trees, but they've also had a ton of guys that have had shots at the big time that haven't really panned out. Whether you're talking about Judd Heathcote, Jim Brandenburg, Mike Montgomery, Stu Morrill, Blaine Taylor, Larry Kostowiak, Wayne Tinkle, every single one of those guys were at Montana, went to a different place, and was excellent at the other place they've been at. I know Wayne Tinkle's kind of going through it now at Oregon State, but shoot, man, the guy made the Elite Eight a couple of years ago. I know Larry Kostowiak got dismissed at Utah, but he made it 11 years. He made it to the NCAA tournament like five times before that dismissal happened. And then you talk about Blaine Taylor. I mean, he's the all-time leading winner at the his- in the history of Old Dominion. Stu Morrill's got 600-plus wins between his time at Montana and Utah State. Of course, Montgomery, I just gave you his resume. Jim Brandenburg's a Wyoming legend and also had a stint at San Diego State. And then, of course, the godfather of the whole thing, Judd Heathcote, won a national championship at Michigan State. Guy you might have heard of was one of the best players on his team, Magic Johnson. Pretty darn good. I had to ask Coach Takir about who this week's Invitational was named after. This, uh, this tournament's named after a, a mentor of yours. So, I mean, uh, what, I mean just a comment on, on Coach Montgomery. It's important to me. Um, I, I think that, you know, the coaches before me need to be honored. And um, it's a big deal to, you know, have an opportunity to come behind them um, and, and, and try to continue with the tradition of winning. And uh, it's just an opportunity to acknowledge. Um, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it weren't for Blaine Taylor and Mike Montgomery. And so, you know, it's just another opportunity for, opportunity for me to say thank you. But also, I, I think it's an opportunity for the community to remember how this thing started and, 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 and who has played a role in keeping this going the way that we have for so long. It really is impressive, and it's something that I'm going to continue to talk about. We did a whole in-depth podcast series uh, all about the Grizz Greats coaching tree. And uh, that's an evergreen one. If you, you should go listen to it. If you like the Grizz or Grizz basketball or just Big Sky Conference basketball, historical type of things, or just great conversations, all those guys joined us for that podcast series. It's, uh, in my humble opinion, of all of the tens of thousands of hours of content that I've produced in my life, I truly think it's the best thing we've ever produced. And uh, that's not because of it. Um, that doesn't have much to do with me. It's because the subjects were so awesome and the stories are so rich. So go check that out. Grizz Greats, the coaching tree. It's available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Know is now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's a Friday. That means it's the Florence Coffee Company Friday. I've had so much Floco this week, I think my blood has turned into Americano. <laughs> Florence Coffee, great place to get your holiday gifts. They got the uh, all sorts of uh, holiday-flavored drinks rolling right now, too. If you go to the kiosk, they always have the specials written right there on uh, the board, and they have a bunch of holiday-influenced drinks uh, these days. So uh, get your get your uh, holiday shopping done. 
maybe just some stocking stuffers at the Florence Coffee. It's Friday night. You can stay up late. It's a Florence Coffee Company near you no matter where you're at in Western Montana. Lyle Weiss, the head coach of the Montana State Cross Country team. Ben Perrin, one of their star runners. They're heading to Nationals for the second year in a row. This is only the third time in the history of their program they've ever been. Here's a couple minutes with those guys about their national championship trek. Yeah, I was on a team in 2002 that made it, and then last year made it. Um, but the exciting thing for me as a coach is that we're able to back up last year's uh, performance um, and get a return trip to the NCAA championships. So, so yeah, I think there are over 300 teams in the NCAA Division One cross country, and they take 31 into it. So we're really excited to be one of those 32. Tell us about just the experience of watching your name pop up. It's kind of like this early tournament, right? You wait for the at-large bid, but then there's Montana State on the screen. Yeah, we... Um we were confident that we were going to get in, but it's always good to see see it for sure, see it totally official. Um, so, yeah, just exciting to to be able to um, have that for the the guys. They put in so much work over the summer, over the fall, uh, train so hard. Um, they're up against you know really great teams throughout the country. So, very exciting. Um, ben, last year, I mean, a huge goal for you guys was to get to nationals. I guess just to kind of allow mentioned to do that again, to do that this season. I guess how much does that mean to you guys, you and Levi, and all the guys this year? Yeah, we we actually talked a lot about that on the on the ride home yesterday. Um, we uh, yeah, it's just it's awesome for us to to, to go back again. Like it, it almost feels like more special this time because we. Like last year, we kind of knew we were in a spot to in a really good spot to make it all year. But this year, there's a little more uncertainty. We um, started out like a little bit slower, and and but slowly progressed throughout the year. And um, yeah, but being able to make it back again is just great for the program, and it just shows that we're we're trending in the right direction. And hopefully, we can keep building on what we have going. So, yeah. what can you I guess take from last year's experience and kind of apply it to this year's race? Yeah, we um, it was a lot of our first. Uh, time at nationals last year so we weren't super sure what to expect and i think we were all pretty humbled last year we it was as a really different meet it's pretty intense there's a lot of there's a lot of people running and um i don't know i think we all took a lot from that race we, we knew like um we need to get out aggressively we need to we need to be able to relax during the race to like I don't know, it's a, it's a really tough meet. So we, we took a lot, and not only just from that single race, but throughout the whole season based on how we were feeling. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we learned a lot, and we're, we're really excited to, to go back out and get a little uh, a little revenge because we know we can do a lot better this year. So, um, I guess for both of you guys know, Lyle, you kind of mentioned the work put in to get to this point. I guess for both of you guys, is there anything you did at this off season or throughout, the, throughout this season to kind of, I guess, work your way to get to this point? Um, yeah, I, I'd say... Um, we had a little different of an approach this year. We, it seemed like we uh, maybe took the beginning of the season a little bit less aggressively. We we tried to work ourselves into um, just feeling good in workouts, not pushing super hard right away, um, and kind of more just thinking about the end of the season and being being ready for for you know this the meet this weekend. So and it, and it worked out really well for us because we knew after conference that we were feeling the best we'd had and it really showed in our results because um, we, we never had a, a race that um, had gone worse than the one previously. So we, we kept getting better and better each meet and um, yeah, it was, it's been really fun. So. 
Ben Perrin, Lyle Weiss of the Montana State cross country team. They're headed to nationals uh, this upcoming weekend. So just wanted to give them uh, a little attention. So it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for listening in today as well as all week. Uh, now back to your regularly scheduled program. How about some Bobcats and some Grizzlies? We got one of the greatest Grizzlies of all time in studio with us. Chase Reynolds will join us right after this. Don't change that dial. Keep it right here. Drummond's Finest on ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. One of the best parts about this year, this time of year, rivalry week, there's so many great parts about it. We're going to have a heck of a football game on Saturday in Missoula. It's for the outright Big Sky Conference Championship. Two top five teams playing in front of a sellout crowd. It's not going to be freezing. So that's like the first in a really long time for the uh, the rivalry game to Montana, Montana State. But the other fun part is catching up with a whole bunch of old friends. That's what we're going to do again here today, this afternoon. Travis Lule coming up in hour number two, but we got Grizz Great, Chase Reynolds in studio with us. Thanks for coming by, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. And I don't know, old, starting to feel pretty old. <laughs> I know. Old friends here, so. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, time's flying. But yeah, thanks for having me in. I'm excited to be here. It is It is kind of weird. Like, we, I'm on the board of directors for the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and we inducted uh, Shan two years ago. Yep. We got Colt in this last year. Mark's coming in. Shan Schillinger, uh, Colt Anderson, Mark Mariani. And as, when I'm writing these guys' bios, I'm like, man. You guys aren't old enough to be going to the Hall of Fame, but I was like, well, that was like half of a lifetime ago that when you, when all those guys were playing. So yep. uh, it is pretty crazy how fast uh, time flies. Let's start with the here and now, though. I mean, you're coaching over there at Loyola. Mm-hmm. You got a boy now, talent who's going to the Grizz. So uh, just give people the Chase Reynolds life update. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, man. I'm uh, so Talon's 18. He's uh, committed to go play for the Grizz, which is super exciting. Um, you know, just been busy. I coached him for well, I coached him since he was basically a third grader when we started MYF and. Uh, uh, got to watch him his freshman year and then was asked to coach. So it's been a blessing just to be a part of his life through sports and, you know, dad at home and, and coach um, at the at the school. So, um, yeah, it's just it's been awesome. I love that. Um, I'm really excited for his future and, and never in a million years where I thought he would follow my footsteps, but it's just icing on the cake. So really excited to see him kind of go and got two younger girls, uh, middle ones and eighth grader. I'm getting ready for high school, and then our youngest is a third grader. So they're, awesome, uh, man. they're deep in the sports world, too. So uh, so great. I uh, love to hear it. Uh, 
I know Talon was getting recruited by a lot of people. I know he's getting recruited by the other side of the mountain a little bit too. I mean, what what dad think of that? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just exciting to see it anybody, is sure. right? It's obviously we have. Uh, strong ties here, and I and I love that he made the decision to go here. But um, you know, as a father, as I told him, like, listen, this is your life; it's not mine. Totally, I've done me, I've done my thing. I love, you know, we love the Grizz, we love all that. But if that's, you know, if ultimately fits you better, um, I'll support you. It'll be tough, but I'll be there. So that's, you know, my father' advice to him was, you know, you do you. So. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, Nate Dolan's a good buddy. I'm yeah. a good friend, a good friend of the show. And uh, actually, we're gonna hear from Nate here in just a minute because we uh, we broke down some high school football this morning. I uh, preview the Double A state championship, but I mean, Nate's like a third generation Grizz. Yeah. Grandpa, dad, yeah. him, yeah. they all played. And now his son JJ's playing in Montana. They said the same thing, man. Like, hey. You know, do what's best for you, yeah. and I think I think it is what's best for JJ. So uh, it is funny when it's on uh, both sides. What did you think of coaching? Loyola had a great year, and then yeah. it kind of hit a kind of hit a brick wall with all the injuries. It, he has it, went it is. You know, we uh, we took a team. Um, so Talon's freshman year, um, I don't think they well they didn't win a game, didn't score an offensive touchdown, um, struggled, and then so I got involved the sophomore year. Um, we have a lot of talent, a lot of good kids. For so sure, we were able to kind of. Do uh, between me and a couple new coaches and Todd, we you know we put a good squad together. Um, just got him kind of going and, and won a few more games. Talent sophomore year, and then by his junior year, went and played a state championship. For sure, losing to Florence, which was you know for them to even be there and have opportunity was was pretty cool. Um, and then this year, I, th- I felt like we were we were right back where we needed to be, um, but we just struggled with injuries yeah, all man. year long. So it wasn't you know game one. I think we were the healthiest. Went out and beat. Um, a good three forks team went and played Manhattan, beat them, and now Manhattan's now Manhattan, the Manhattan's so, a, has lost since. Yeah, so in, in Class B football, I mean, you take you take one or two guys out of a starting lineup, you're hurting, and we had six out. So yeah. trying to plug and play was pretty tough. But we, you know, our guys did a good job. They fought hard, and um, you know, it was it was just it's. I, I love to watch these kids grow from you know kids from day one. I'm like, man, what we got a long ways to go. And yeah. at the end of the season, they're you know they're they're truly a. a a different human in the aspect of a, a football player, which is the reason why I coach. Yeah, that's so. it's awesome, man. And it is so fun to see him grow. I know I know Coach Hughes Todd, he was one of our favorites. He was he was pulling his hair out towards the beginning part of last <laughs> year and then kept getting better, kept getting better. And then I remember I interviewed him before the playoffs and he told me before we got started, he's like, Man, we turned the corner. He's like, We're gonna make a run. And I was like, Really? Four and five regular season, okay. <laughs> and then go win three straight road games, go yeah. all the way to state championships. So uh Chase Reynolds, former Grizz, great and uh like assistant coach over there at Missoula Loyola joining us in studio. Last about the here and now, and then we'll talk some yeah. memories. Uh, so you're on the coaching staff that played Manhattan, mm-hmm. gave them their only loss. You're mm-hmm. Obviously, Loyola and, and Florence are fierce rivals. Yep. What, what's your take on Saturday's Class B title game? Um, so I think Florence is a better all-around team. Um, obviously, we saw Manhattan early. Um, yeah. Whether you know why we were hitting on all cylinders, yeah. they may or may not have been. Um, I haven't actually got to watch any of their further games, so I mean it's going to be a battle. Anytime you're, you know, anytime you got two good teams, you know, battling, um, I think they are on the road, so they're in Manhattan. That's right, yeah. Florence is because so. the way the Class B playoffs works, it's not necessarily based on record. If your region has hosted previously, they got to move yep. it, right? So, yep. so which is a bummer, but it that's, is. it is what it is. You know, sometimes it's better to go over there and kick their ass than, than <laughs> at home. So, um, you know, good luck to them, Florence. Obviously, they're up the road, and we are rivals, but. You know, I, I know a few of them kids, and it's always good to keep it on this side of the state. So, well, Chase is a drumming product, but uh, he is in Missoula now and obviously played for the Montana Grizzlies. So this is our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. For 87 years, MEC has proudly served power to thousands of loyal members across western Montana and Idaho. 
when it comes to rivalry week, what's the first thing that comes to your head? What do you think when you think of the Cats, when you think of all the battles you guys had with the Cats? <laughs> you know, it was some good memories. I mean, you talk about 2008. I mean, I think that's the first thing that comes to memory yep. is running out in those, uh, in those jerseys. I mean, that, that is the moment it happened. Yeah. I was in the student section at that time, and it certainly it struck you then. Uh-huh. But even now, here we are 16 years later. Yep. It's still one of still. the most definitive football <laughs> memories of my entire life. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I mean, I remember the night Friday night when he brought him out in the meeting room. And yeah, I mean, it was just a erupted, and it was such an emotional moment. And then uh, going out and coming back in, and, and then going out and at uh, beginning of the game with on was just. I mean, it, it's an awesome memory. And then to go over there and you know we beat him pretty handedly and um, had a great game. So that's you know that's a that's a great memory. 2009 was a good win over uh, at Montana State. Yep, so, in Bozeman. Yep. Um, and I don't like to talk about 2010. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's the part about it is right is that depending on what year you were then, yep, right? You know, yep. like we had Sammy Kim in here earlier, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm one and four against the Cats, but guess what? I won my senior year." You yeah, know, yeah. whereas you were four and one against the Cats, and yep. it just happened to be that they won in Missoula that year. One. So I had certainly gone uh, back and forth. Um, when you were when you guys were preparing for the throwbacks, how do you do that? Like, what's the process like? <laughs> Did you guys come out dressed? Or I don't even remember. So, I, I, you know, I'm in the student section, yeah, so we were having a good time. You guys, yeah, you don't remember that part <laughs> of the game, right? Um, yeah, so we came out in warm-ups with our regular uh, jerseys season, off. Season right. jerseys, and then um, when we went back in to, to come back out for the final um, after the coin flip or whatever, we had changed and then, and then ran out. So I don't even know what uh, I, I think... I think Bobby wanted to just he wanted to hold all the intensity until for sure. we didn't want to come out warmless because then it kind of you know maybe yeah. half the people are there or people start seeing him but there wasn't much talk about I mean I think it was pretty secretive through the whole entire yeah. week or or year whatever it was um, yeah and then we just went back in and changed and come out and got excited so the, this this year for the Grizz is so fascinating to me because since Coach Out came back before 2018 mm-hmm. they've had some good teams. And they definitely found different ways to win and operate that are not yep. necessarily his style. Yeah. But this team reminds – it's the first Grizz team that reminds me of the of the Grizz yep. teams when he was here. I yep. mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, actually, so I was in chat with him the other day, and I, I we were talking about the same thing. I mean, right. there's – you know, we talk about uh, – I think it was 2009 where we – you know, we started off rocky. We yep. – um, it was either 2008 or 2009. 2008, because I remember. 2008, yeah, we went down to Weber and lost. Yeah, you guys, you went down to the wire with Central Washington. Yep, lost yep, like 38-35. Yep. And then went down and lost in Weber on the terrible rain day. And, yeah, and they, that, yeah, they were, I mean, that, that Weber team was sweet, actually. Yeah. You know, they had Cam Higgins and Trevor yeah. Smith. Yeah. And uh, then didn't lose again. Yeah. It's, and I think we barely beat Idaho State on a field goal. That's I mean, it right. was just It was that beginning of the season where it was like, I think every Grizz fan, you know, and I, at the time I didn't care. We were just, you know, I was just playing ball. And, right. You know, we're playing the best we can. And right. a bunch of college kids trying to make sense of everything. So, but as a, you know, as a grown-up and a, a guy who watches the game now goes, you know, there was a lot in the beginning of the season that, that was similar to us in 2008. Um but the fact is they just keep getting better. And right. you want to play your best football in November, and that's where they're at right now. I think that's what Coach Houck has done a great job. These kids in general have done a great job buying into a product and just consistently getting better every week. Um, and, and, you know, I'll lose a game early on, but you want to, you know, when time comes, which is now, you want to be able to play your best football. So I think they're doing that. Chase Reynolds with the all-time leading rushers in the history of the University of Montana joining us in studio here uh, on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. It's our Garden City Spotlight presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Um, 
why is it that the, the the system that he runs is like that? Why why is it like you, you saw the Grizz get a little bit better for the first like five weeks, but then they lay the egg at NAU and then they get better and better yeah. and then. The last three weeks, it's like they're twice as good each week. And then all of a sudden now, these last two weeks, they beat teams like 108-7 to seven or something like that. Yeah, and that's a testament to a lot of the kids. I mean, you you know, a lot of people talk about coaching. And looking back, I mean, you're trying to get a bunch of 18, 20-year-old kids to <laughs> right. buy into a product, right? And, right? and go out there and do your best. And I just think the way that he, you know, he just, from what I remember is he was just consistent, right? Yeah. And if you stay consistent and the guys know what know what you're asking and they know the product that you're trying to provide sooner or later you're either going to buy in or you're not going to be a part of it yeah. so that's i think that's truly what makes teams like that special is they may start off not knowing not have an identity but as soon as you find that identity and you got guys that really buy in and play for each other which i mean you talk about our teams i i, I remember yeah those i mean we we would have went to war for each other. And that's just who we were as a group, as individuals. Um, and I think ultimately that's why we had success and so much success of it was it wasn't about any individual. It was about the scoreboard and, and all of us working for each other. So I, And I see that in this team, which is yes. it's pretty special. It's hard to do with a bunch of kids from a lot of other places around the world. And, um, you know, I think he does a good job of making sure everybody knows their role. The other thing that we were – I was listening to Coach Alk on Riley Corcoran's uh, coaches show the other night, and – they had coming into this year, people were wondering, okay, you lose a bunch of All Americans, lose Robbie Houck, you lose Justin Ford, yeah. you lose Patrick O'Connell, you lose Blake Flowers, all these guys that were you know, these headliners. The guys that were behind them hadn't played much, mm-hmm. and so they're swimming early. Like Jace Kuswich never played corner in a D one yeah. game, <laughs> trying to right? figure it out on the run. Trevin Gradney, he's been a special teams guy, but he's not—he's not guarded the number one receiver. Yeah. You know, Jackson Lee's been stuck behind you know the all-time leading tacker in Big Sky history. So he yeah. never played any ball. Well, then. You see, and that's what Coach Alex said, by the second month, the third yeah. month, boom, you see them flip Starts a switch, and, and they really... And I think there's an element there, too, with, with small-town guys, right? Like, you're a drummer guy, you're an eight-man guy. Oh, yeah. There's a learning curve there, right? But then once you, like, figure it out, then all of a sudden you realize, wow, I'm as good as anybody out here. Yeah, and that's it, and just and, and buying in, and knowing, you knowing when you get an opportunity, you're ready for it, right? And a lot of these guys... I mean, they, they, they get to sit there and be on the scout team, and they get to go against some of the greatest guys that are out there. And then when they finally get their chance, I mean, you, you said it perfectly, they're swimming, right? And then they finally yeah. figure out which direction I'm supposed to be going, and then from there you can just keep getting better. But it's a it's a transition period, and, you know, you got to take a couple lumps, and you learn from them, and you get better, and and uh, you just keep going forward. So. What, do you, what do you think of this tailback thing, guy? I mean, Eli Gilman is like, he is a stud for yeah. a freshman. Yeah, he's, he does good. I think he, I think he runs well. He runs strong. Uh, keeps his legs moving and seems to have pretty good vision. So I think he's going to be, he's got a bright future and hopefully sticks around. I know the whole thing has <laughs> been a shit show, but um, it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's good. He's got them guys up front blocking well for him too. So, you know, you got you to gotta run the rock. So well, t- take me back to your journey through through this whole process. I mean, when, I mean, you're one of the greatest high school football players in the history of this state. Well, thank There's you. no question. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever even told you this. When we were, I'm a grade older than you, but when we, we would always play Friday nights, you guys would always play Saturday yeah. afternoons. So me and the Palmers used to drive over to Drummond sometimes just to watch the afternoon game. Oh, really? Just 45 minutes, get out yeah. of town, you know? And you guys, I mean, won like 45 straight games or something crazy like that. One state championships, what, three out of four years? Yep, yep. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, you know, you're scoring 60 out of everybody, so we wanted to go see the show. So, <laughs> But when you came from that, though, came from such a, you know, winning culture and all that, but... All of a sudden, there's three extra guys on the field. What was the learning curve for you like? You know, I get I get that question a lot, and it and it really as a running back, 
it's not a whole bunch different, right? You, right. You have maybe an extra linebacker, and then you have safeties over the top and some corners sure, that you sure. never saw. So, you know, I, I, I always say as a quarterback, it would be a huge adjustment. Totally. Right? You're trying to figure you're running, You're reading way different. As a running back, you're pretty much figuring out where the hole's at. You're reading. As soon as you get to the second level, you're either getting tackled or you're you're making one guy miss. So, sure. Um, you know, for me on that aspect, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge change. The biggest change was um, obviously – Protection, you know, we we in college. I don't think there's a lot of that goes on, but in, sure. or, I mean, I'm sorry, in, in high, high school. school sure. Um, but when you get to college now, you're you're a part of that five front. You know, you're you're the sixth guy. You're so that that to me was the biggest learning curve, um, and then obviously just the game speed and all that. But you know, as far as the extra guys, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Yeah. When it comes to you mentioned those rivalry wins like the 08 one and the throwbacks, the the win in Bozeman in 09. Those were in the midst of great runs all the way to the national championship mm-hmm. game. I mean, how much do you think that's what's so fascinating about this matchup, right? Is both these teams, they're already in the playoffs. Yep. The, neither one of them needs to beat each other to get in. It can fortify your playoff resume for sure. But I still think that either one of these teams, win or lose this game, could make a run at it. But yep. winning it definitely projects you a little bit better into the postseason, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's the lifelong, you know. Win lose, uh, brought totally, wild. Right. So, you know, I mean, are these guys more excited because there's a big sky championship on the line or there's playoff, you know, standings? Um, this game in general, it just it's played with a lot of hard emotion. I don't, always. I don't think the outcome really changes that. I mean, it's you know, regardless if you're, I mean, it's always a little bit sweeter if maybe you can knock one of them out of the playoffs. Sure, but, I mean, you're both going, so you just want to hope that you have bragging rights and get that trophy and be able to talk about it. 10 years later when you're, you know, in the ESPN radio. So. That's, that's, what I've been, <laughs> that's what I've been saying all week, though, is that, hey, if you're a big fan, if you're a Grizz fan, Bobcat fan, whatever, root, root on your team, absolutely. Root against the other team, absolutely. But the guys that are going to perform on Saturday, they're going to leave it all out there on both sides. 100%. There's no doubt about it. So leave that part out of it. You know, hating on everybody and, you know, getting it after the guys, that's, that's not what it's all about. Enjoy it. Root for your team, root against the other one, all that stuff, but leave the, the, the guys out of it. When it comes to being a Montana guy, mm-hmm. that's the other part that's always so fascinating is sometimes you see, not sometimes, almost always, you see guys from Montana, both sides, rise up and just have yep. like the games of their lives, <laughs> right? Why is that? I mean, how, what goes into that? Well, I think a lot of it's, I mean, your lifelong race. I mean, I totally. saw. You've been dreaming about it since yeah, you were a kid. I mean, I saw something in an article the other day said, you know, the, the kid had watched the game and he he'd loved the game. He'd been and now he's a part of the game. And it's just, yeah. I mean, some of them some of them kids dream for this moment their entire life. Totally. So um, to get out there and be a part of it is something pretty special. Uh, and I and I think you know there's a lot of Montana kids on ball. I think I heard there was 24 different schools in Montana that are on the Grizzlies. That's right, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, 28 different like 28. Montana communities in this yeah. game period between the two sides. So yeah, that's pretty that's, cool too. That, which is awesome. I, I think mean, there's you, like nine Class C kids. Even, yeah, which is pretty yes. cool. Hey, they're there. You just got to find. Oh, them. for sure, man. Um, which is so cool. I mean, I I, I think it's. The, the map that they have for these kids these days is, is awesome. I mean, they, they have, I don't know if it's social media, whatever it is, but you can find any kid that, that has sure. the ability. Um, and I think Montana kids, I saw it when I was in the NFL, man. They, teams literally was like, hey, these guys from Montana. Like, you know what you're going to get from him. And that's yes, pretty right. special, whether you're Montana State or you're Montana. When you were born and raised or even played here, they know that there's a certain... Um, type of player they're going to get. And that's, I mean, that was way before I got there. This was something that the guys previous have, have built in that dynasty of, of these Montana strengths. And what you're going to get and the, and the type of players they are is pretty special. So it's cool to be, 
you know, part of that. I, I love the, the the element of where you come from, too, has so much of an influence to that. Because there's twofold, right? One, you know you're representing for this entire community yep, yep. of people, right? Like, Sunburst Montana's got 340 people in it. <laughs> but they're all going to be rooting on the cats because Trey Pickering's <laughs> yep, playing for them, yep. right? Peberg's got two guys in the game, so they're going to be, you know, the both of them, oh, yeah. you know, you got Anaconda, all the Highway 1 boys, you got all these yeah. guys, you know, from Drummond all the way through, and so all those people are going to be rooting on the Grizz, and you're representing for something bigger than yourself. There's also, like, a distinct work ethic that comes with it, too, though, right? Yep. And yep. I think that's why you see some of these Class B and Class C guys, they get there, mm-hmm. like we're saying, they're swimming a little bit at first. Yep. But you're not you're not going to quit. Nope. And and you got the work ethic to get there. Then all of a sudden you explode, and then your talent starts to come to fruition. Yep. Nope. I've always said it, man. I'll take a guy with with that knows how to work hard. It's got a work ethic. Yeah. You know, came from a community where it was expected, um, and just got a little bit of talent because you know, I mean, that's that's who I am. I you know, yep. one's the most talented guy, but. There was nobody that would outwork me, and I feel like that is a huge reason why I was able to go on and do what I did. Um, and I see that in a lot of these kids that, you know, just I, I know, shoot, I know a handful, probably 10 guys that are playing right now for the Grizz. It's kids that I saw uh, working out at Failers, and they were, yep. they were always in there when I was training for my second year and my last year in the yeah. NFL. And just to see those kids grow, and now they're they're in the spotlight, and they're they're doing fantastic. What, what about uh, Drummond? Chase Reynolds joining us in the studio. He's a Drummond uh, native and uh, now Missoulian and uh, all-time leading rusher in the history of Grizz football, played several years in the NFL. What about Drummond, do you think, just like influenced your mindset when you got here? Because I think that's another fascinating part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of that was just that small community work ethic. Yeah. Had a full-time job since uh, eighth grade. I mean, obviously during the summer, you know, and right. I was, the, the the amount of accountability that I had at a young age yes. was something that um, I don't think a lot of kids get this day and age. Totally, right? I man. mean, there I was, you know, out haying and driving tractors and dump trucks and everything at 15 years old. And um, like I said, the the accountability and the and what I felt that I was liable for to the owner of those was was something that I felt really helped me succeed in life. When you know, I mean, when you're games on the line and you know I'm, I'm the guy give me the ball I, I'm going to fight for you guys and I'll give you everything I got um, and I think that just comes from that small community of you know work hard and and you'll you know you'll get what you work for. Yeah you, there's the there's the tradition of winning too right I mean yeah. I, I've talked to Shan uh, about this quite a bit you know like you're just you just do nothing but win when you're in Baker right I mean, yeah that's like the, that's like the Mark Mariani story too right like he comes here, everybody thinks he's a little skinny yeah. underdog, but like this guy works. had won multiple state championships in football, multiple state championships in tennis. They yep. want to, you know, I mean, this guy's got state championships for days. He yep. doesn't think he's an underdog. He knows how to win. Yeah, that's and, and that's something that's pretty special. I mean, I, I, I talk about, um, you know, I, for instance, Florence. I mean, are they the best team? But they know how to win. Know I how mean, to win. That, that right. takes you so far. You got, um, you know, the grit to do it, and, and some people just know how to win. Yep, no doubt. Chase Reynolds in studio with us. All right, bring it down for us. What do you think? Of the, what is the primary factors in the game on Saturday? Well, you got to run the damn ball. Got to run the ball. My hat right here. Oh so, yeah, let's go. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's obviously you know you got to take care of the ball. Um, I think you just got to you got to play you got to play good on both sides. You know, and and I think the team with the fewest mistakes and the uh, the best game plan and be able to go out there and. Um, you know, win when the game's on the line, and and do what you're supposed to do to to win. And I'm I, and I think the Grizz, like I said, I think they're playing the best football right now that they need to be playing. And um, hopefully on Saturday, it's it's what they need to win. They got a lot of momentum. Y- you going? I am. Nice. Where yep. do you where do you guys sit at? Uh, right. In the, I think it's 126. Okay. Went right there in that section. So yeah, Talon and I have been going to. Nice. Dude, I've made it more more games this year than I have. 
probably since I've been done playing. Nice. Because he's there. So Well, that's awesome. Chase Reynolds in studio with us. Our uh, series of interviews with great players from both sides of the greatest rivalry in all college football continues uh, here on Nuwana South. Thanks for being here, dude. Hey, this man. was fun. Awesome. Thanks for having me. The big, uh, excuse me, the uh, Garden City Spotlight presented in part by the Montana Educators Credit Union. They have memberships open across all the following counties. Missoula, Granite, Lake, Mineral, Ravalli, and Sanders County. MECU big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to address your specific needs. They are proud supporters of athletics across the state of Montana, particularly small school, high school sports. Switch to MECU today. More on Nuanas Devil Tech. The double-A state championship, which should be a great one in Bozeman tonight. Nate Dolan, Tyler Smith, join me here on What Is Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio. Everybody always wants to say, oh, Coulter, are you a Grizz? Are you a cat? I think I feel so fortunate this time of year that I have had this long and rich and rewarding career where I've been uh, an objective observer of this great rivalry. And now, as we get older, I consider all these guys my great friends. And it's just so fun catching up with all of them and talking about the memories. Welcome back to Not Is Now, ESPN Radio. I recorded about 50 minutes worth of content all about the uh, high school state championship at the AA level this morning. This is an excerpt of that. This is from the Class AA Facebook page, the Montana AA Facebook page that's run by a variety of, of, of guys. But this is myself, Nate Dolan, and Tyler Smith. Just about six, seven minutes about uh, Kalispell Glacier versus Bozeman High tonight. All right, we're now the two, and here it is tonight, and we're just, you know, about, you know, 10 hours away or so. Um, state championship game tonight at Van Winkle. So, um, you know, here it is, you know, that both of these teams have won championships in the modern era. Um, Bozeman won a few years ago. They had to go on the road. Tommy Malott, they went over Naranchi, went on a big game on Friday night. You know, I you know, I know Kenny Iden Jr., he was he lit it up. That was there was all Asher kinds Kura, of talent. I'll never there. forget Asher Kura. I can't believe Asher Kura goes for three hundred thirty three yards and three touchdowns and he hasn't played running back since. I know he's he's, to, he's kinda of toiling at, run, at linebacker right now. He's you know, he's making his way. That's how it works when you play for the Grizz. You gotta wait your turn for several years. But I yeah. can't believe nobody's looking I mean, how's this kick off? like that, never touch the ball again. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Glacier won the last time, 2014. They had been there, um, and they're stellar this time of the year. So two great coaches. Um, you know, I think that it's, you know, all I want to know, you had asked me the other day, I would just like a, a close competitive game. We had not had a real competitive game in the AA playoffs yet. That's what I want to see tonight. I'd like to see a competitive game. So um, you want to start it off with you and talk about Glacier or Bozo? Um, well, I was just going to talk about a few key things of the game, right? Like, I think special teams can play a big part. Obviously, the Gokachia kids is scary dangerous on the return game. What's the state record for kick returns for touchdowns in a year? Um, he's got to be getting close. For double A. And who you, you who takes back more than two? Like, yeah. he's got three. Yeah. But at some point, you just stop kicking Ta- to him. Right? Taco Dallar a few years ago. Yeah, Taco. I, I think his junior year. His junior year. Solcer probably had some, too. Yeah. But, I mean, three is just, that's a ridiculous it amount. It's it pretty sure, impressive. It sure is. Uh, so, yeah, he's scary. 
Um, I also noticed in that Glacier game, uh, they punted one down to the one-yard line, and that's what kind of got the, the momentum going. Then, then the next play, they got a, a safety, safety, then they get the ball back, and then uh, Glacier's kicker makes a few field goals in the first half. You know, when you're in high school and you can make those field goals, one was right before the half, and those go big ways, right? Obviously, Lincioni's a good kicker for Bozeman. So I think special teams, you know, could obviously you these offense and defenses are pretty special, but the special teams could be a big deal. Um, uh, the weather's not going to be a big factor. Pretty amazing out there uh, that we're going to get a Bobcat Grizz game. And 40 Tim degrees tonight. Games, uh, it's crazy. Fugger, right? Explosive plays are always... Uh, are always huge in these big games. Both these teams can uh, hit the big one, right? Like, I think if you make these teams drive the length of the field, you're going to have a lot better chance. Just be careful of those big ones. And then I think the big factor, obviously you got all these great players, a lot of D1 players all over there. There's really no weaknesses on either team. But I think the big matchup, um, as far as I'm concerned, is the Bozeman D-line, which is excellent against that uh, that big those big butts for uh, – for Glacier's O-line, and not just in the running game, but like I said, if he gets time to pass, that Presley guy will pick you apart, right? So I think that's a key matchup if that D-line can get any pressure and stop that run there. Uh, All right, yeah. All right, and Bozeman, you got some tips about Bozeman? What do you think about Bozeman? Well, I, I think that one one thing that I've always found fascinating is I, I think there's been a little bit of a false narrative around Bozeman for a while because forever they were the biggest double-A high school. And people say, okay, well, Bozeman football is only good because they have a bunch of kids. That's not true. We're finding that out. Bozeman, first of all, Bozeman High School won exactly zero state championships between 1917 and 2010. None. They didn't win a state championship for almost 100 years. Nice trivia. And then Troy Purcell comes in there, and that team with Tanner Roderick and Heath Hunter and Hunter Chandler was on yeah. that team. Yeah. Uh, those guys go undefeated, and look at them now. They've won five out of the last 12 or whatever. They've won yes. five state championships since then. So, yeah. And that's that's what you're talking about, culture. They always had good teams. They always had good athletes, but they could never get over the top. Well, then Troy Purcell, now Levi Weshi, they've got them over the top. And uh, they, they have high expectations. They know how to win now. I mean, they would be in the playoffs, and they were never a threat in the playoffs. They didn't know how to get it done in the playoffs. Now they do. For the last 10, 12 years, they do. So, um, you know, I, I said this last week. I thought that the common narrative among the four semifinalists was the way each one of them reacted to their most recent loss. Glacier losing at Butte. It set them off. Helena Capital getting absolutely drilled by Glacier. That was the turning point of their season, and they didn't lose again until last week. Gallatin, same thing, losing to Bozeman midseason. You know, then they go on a run. Well, Bozeman's last loss was last year in the state championship game. The way that they've reacted to that has been epic. And, I mean, I've talked to Coach Weshi probably five or six times this year because they've just kept on winning. And we've had him on, you know, our ESPN radio show. And uh, he's talked about it all year. This is a team that's on a mission. We have high standards. We have high expectations. But we want to do it together. So, you combine all those things. I mean, you get multiple D1 guys and that desire to win. That's a pretty good formula. It's pretty tough to beat. Yeah, they seem like they've been on a mission, right? Very businesslike, very workmanlike, right? They're uh, they're, they're not big, flashy, you know. They just go beat you up on the lines of scrimmage, and they got athletes all over the place. They don't really have to dig into their bag of tricks and do all those kinds of things. You know, it's a state championship game. Maybe different than what pull up a little something maybe. But uh, they just line up, and they smack you in the face, and they just they just seem very businesslike. Like you can <laughs> tell the, the state championship or bust with those guys all year Big long. Time. 
Right. And I was as I was talking to some of the people about the running game, you know, they got a lot of running threats. Kellen Harrison can run the ball. Yep. The Harley Bianchini. Bianchini, I got it right. Nice. Harley and then Brady Casagranda, you know, so they can run the ball all over the place. And then and then also, you know, obviously they got the big time receiver and Rocky Lynchoni. Now I heard it was in Lynchoni. I talked to Rocky this week. He's a Lynn okay. Lynn you can say it any way you want, Tyler. As long as you talk about me, I don't care. Oh, let's we'll just turn around the wheel. I've got all this. All right, I'm going to get that back. And down. All right, here we go. Hopefully that should be a little We're bit. back. All right. Um, but anyway, a lot of running there and stuff like that. And I just think there's just so much talent. Um, Bozeman High, too. i got to go again. fix that. Yeah, I was going to lose. All right, you guys keep talking. I'll Better fix tighten it. it up. Right, Better <laughs> tighten it up. Keep talking. Keep talking. There. I mean, it is interesting that there's not weather factor, right? Usually, you know, November 17th yeah. in Bozeman, you that's, you know. You're talking zero degrees, and you know, you're, you're, trying to get, you're trying to get volunteers to shovel the snow, got, and you know, yes, and it's amazing that there's no. I don't know. I think that's going to make it for a cleaner game, though, right? And that's what I that's what I like, right? A lot of times, hey, we're used to it in Montana, and you better be able to run the ball and those kind of things. But I'm old school, and I like to throw the ball around. And sometimes I think, gosh, it's just not always so fair, right? When we're going to go out there, and it's going to be frozen, and now all of a sudden, like, all right, man, you better figure out how to run the ball. That's not just, and not every team's built like that. So I think it's pretty awesome that your whole playbook's going to be opened up on both teams this weekend. I think, uh, I think, uh, man, I think it's going to be evenly matched. But I think, in, uh, I think Grady and that offense coordinator—they're going to be pulling out all the stops. They're not afraid to do the trick plays, and they like to run soccer, and they like to go deep and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game. All right, so who do you got tonight? You're like, who is going to win the game tonight? You tell me who you got first. I always tell <laughs> <laughs> um, Like I said, A, I would like to see a really good competitive football game. Um, you know, Bozeman's at home. I think it's going to be, you know, it, it, Van Winkle, they're gonna, it's going to be packed. They have a great student section. Um, this is a rematch of last year, right? Semifinal game last year. And exactly. and, and, and Glacier got handled there last year. Um, I do think Bozeman has the upper hand tonight. I think that Bozeman's going to win it in a close ball game tonight. All right, all right. What do you, what do you got there, my guy? Well, I don't do predictions, but I, I'll give you the Bozeman will win or the Glacier will win if. Okay. So I think, I think Bozeman will win if they control the line of scrimmage. Uh, particularly on the inside. I mean, Hudson Weens is one of the best interior guys in the state. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a D1 guy all the way. That's why he's going to Cats. Uh, if they can collapse the pocket internally, put a bunch of pressure on Jackson Presley, that'll be a key factor. On the other hand, if Glacier can protect the passer and Presley gets in a rhythm and they get the guy, the guys out in space and get those skill players out on the edge, I still don't know how you keep up with it. I mean, you've got a D1 quarterback and three D1 skill guys. I don't really know how you compete with that. So if Bozeman can put pressure on the quarterback and control the line of scrimmage, they're certainly going to have the upper hand. If Glacier can uh, contain that and get Presley in a rhythm and get the ball out on the edge, I think they're going to be tough to stop. Yeah, I, li- I like everything you had to say there. Um, it, both these teams, it's really evenly matched. There is talent all over the field. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Bozeman with the with the slight edge, having the home field advantage and all that going on. Um, I'm with you though. I'm, I'm I'm all about the sport of football and having a close fourth quarter and making these coaches really dig into their playbook and let me see what you got. You know, in crunch time, it's pretty easy to call plays when you're up by two, three TDs, and we're just trying to get it done. I want to see what's a one-score ball game and see what you made and see what you got. So, gonna be fun. Bozeman hosting Kalispell Glacier. Appreciate those uh, Montana AA Facebook guys for uh, having me on and uh, letting me have a little excerpt of the conversation. Hour one of the Bucks, hour two coming at you. One of the greatest Big Sky quarterbacks of all time joins us. Oh, and that one lady named Carolyn, too. Keep right here. No one is now ESPN Radio.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 